your Locked On Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Leafs podcast, one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's Brother, from TSN's Overdrive, as well as TSN 1050's Leafs Launch. You can hit me up on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow the show as well, at Locked On Leafs. If you like what you hear today, please consider subscribing to the podcast. Leave a rating interview as well. That would be much, much appreciated. And make Locked On Leafs part of your daily listening routine and find it and download it wherever you get your podcasts. All right, a uh, couple of things that we got to get to today. We've got some some really, I guess, good news, some great news from a Toronto Maple Leafs perspective. And, uh, you know, we got a bunch of guys coming off the COVID list. Do we have a hockey game to get to that will be played tomorrow night, hopefully, assuming that, you know, nothing goes, uh, everything goes as planned and, you know, we don't just randomly get a whole bunch of positive cases over the next 24 hours, but it looks like uh, the Maple Leafs and Ottawa Senators will be clashing on New Year's Day. So we'll talk a little bit about, about those, the lines we saw at practice today. And then since it is the final day of the year of 2021, I figure we'll do a little bit of a, a year in review. We'll take a look at you know the Maple Leafs stats over the year of 2021, and then also kind of look at the players of the team as a whole, um, and kind of give an overall grade of the Maple Leafs 2021 year, and uh, maybe a resolution or two heading into 2022. So that's what we got on tap for today. So uh, let's get right to it. Um, if if you guys missed uh, the news. Uh, and I, I don't know how many people are keeping up to date with exactly what's going on in the NHL and what's going on with COVID and protocols in the world in Ontario, but uh, the CDC a few days ago recommended uh, a five-day quarantine as opposed to the 10-day and for, um, for cases that are asymptomatic. And the U.S. was first to adopt it, and then the NHL said, you know what, we're going to implement this into our health and safety protocols as well. So the Americans, uh, and this is based on uh, based on location. So um, this is based on what your city does, based on you know at the state level whether or not they want to adhere to the to the five day quarantine. But at first, the it, it, this was mainly going to benefit the American teams. And then yesterday. Doug Ford and the, the Ontario government came out and said, actually, we're also going to implement a new five-day quarantine for those who are asymptomatic. And boy, did this ever work in favor for the Toronto Maple Leafs. The amount of players the last couple of days we've seen filter off of uh, filter off the COVID list due to completing a, a full five days as opposed to uh, being on day six or seven where they still would not be ready to go, still would have missed tomorrow's game against Ottawa, but now out and joined the team today in practice. We had uh, Morgan Riley out there skating today, Jake Muzzin out there, Nylander, uh, Sandine came out of COVID yesterday as well, and he was out there skating. So, um, you know the Leafs, <laughs> the Leafs got lucky with 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 this whole COVID situation. Um, not in terms of them getting COVID. They had 15 players, I think it was. Uh, Lilligren is actually the lone player still remaining in COVID protocols. Hopefully everything's okay with him. But I, I don't mean from a COVID perspective, but just from a a you know games played perspective. And when you look around the league, 
a lot of the games that some of the teams had to play either shorthanded with you know 14 15 you know, 15 skaters um or there was games where you know you had to play ECHL players and guys having their first ever career games. We saw Garrett Sparks get back into the NHL. We saw uh, Sean Day make his NHL debut um, a, last night. And if you're a, a junior hockey fanatic, you'll know the name Sean Day. If you don't, he was an exceptional status player um, who just kind of never became... You know, what what we come to expect out of exceptional status, but finally at, what is he, 22, 23, I think, finally made his NHL debut. Um, Actually, I think he was drafted the same year as as Matthews, so maybe a little bit older, um, but made his NHL debut yesterday for the the Tampa Bay Lightning because they still got a bunch of guys in in COVID protocol who couldn't play. Um, So it's, it's, the, the Maple Leafs, though, didn't get stuck with that situation. They would have, if not for this new five-day COVID protocols. I mean, the lines that were in practice two days ago compared to today are insane. They had a, yesterday at practice, they legitimately had this kid from Ryerson University practicing with them because they just needed an extra body. They, they just needed the bodies to, to do their drills. It was insane. You know, like guys like Kivu Halme and Biega were slated to, to make their Maple Leafs debut tomorrow. And then all of a sudden, this new COVID protocol comes in, and we see Riley and Muzzin and, and Sandine and now all out there able to play. And now for tomorrow's game, it looks like they, they're going to have a respectable team. It uh, looks like all the forwards, actually, for the first time all season, we're going to have a healthy lineup uh, when it comes to the forward position. So that's that's the first time that we'll get to see it. Exactly like the top 12 guys. This is what the what the what could possibly be the best iteration of this Leafs forward group. And that's what we're going to see tomorrow, assuming that Mitch Marner does get elevated off of IR. He's been skating the last couple of days. So that we're anticipating that will happen. Um and the defense now will look a lot better as well. Uh, so today, the lines at practice, Bunting with Matthews and Marner, Kerfoot with Tavares and Nylander, Mikheyev, Camp, and Kasha, and uh, we had Engvall with Spezza and Simmons, which means Nick Ritchie going to be the man up in the press box for a game. Um, I mean, we'll see what happens there, but Nick Ritchie's uh, a guy, and, and I've been saying this, a full healthy lineup. Richie's the guy who falls out of the lineup for me, and that looks to be exactly what's happening here. Uh, we'll see. But I would assume there could be some filtering in throughout the next couple of games, as you know, guys still are going to have to get their legs uh, from underneath them. You know, so Richie will probably filter in for some of these guys who who ended up on the COVID list and may need you know a breather or two uh, over the next couple of weeks as the games progress. But it'll be interesting to see what happens here with Nick Richie. Let me tell you guys about Primal Origin Oils Beard Care. Got beard? Get primal. You heard me right. Got beard? Get primal. If you're someone that you care about has a beard, it needs to get primal. Maybe you're that guy who's never considered the benefits of treating your beard with product. Primal Origin Oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. The products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients and with low impact on our planet. 
Primal Origin Oils make bombs, oils, and whipped butter that are renowned as the best feel-in beard products available. All products are fair trade certified and handcrafted in the USA. The combo kits make for a great holiday gift if you're shopping for yourself. You'll be glad you did. Because I tell you what, I got a couple of these Primal Origin uh, oils in my stocking for Christmas. Let me tell you, it's only been a couple of days, but my beard feels softer than ever before. We know that every company claims to have the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients and feel and beard to the other products that you've used. We promise you will see and feel the difference. I know I did. Remember the code Locked On gets you 20% off at PrimalOriginOils.com. Use the code Locked On at checkout for 20% off at PrimalOriginOils.com. Um, one of the other things why I consider the, the, the team lucky to have uh, their their COVID situation was a better situation than other teams was because of the fact that, you know, they didn't have to play with any of those shortened lineups, but also they didn't have to play games without Marner and Sandine in the lineup where they would have played. And now they're healthy. They're ready to return. So they only missed, you know, half of the games that they were expected to miss and now will be with the Toronto Maple Leafs and be able to play those games when they get rescheduled uh, you know, down the road. So another reason why the Maple Leafs kind of ended up in a better situation than some teams did through uh, through all of this COVID. Now that said, that said, the bill comes due, right? The Leafs have had eight games postponed so far. Six have already passed, and there's still two more next week that have been postponed. A game, a home game against Carolina and a road game against Montreal, both of which have been postponed due to uh, due to the constraints to the capacity limits that have been set in place in Ontario. Just a 1,000 fans now allowed in the stands. So, you know, th- th- there could even be some more home games that get postponed. We'll see. They're making the trip out west. Um, so hopefully by the time they get back from that western road trip then restriction restrictions can start to ease a little bit as the, as they get into the later stages of January but again that remains to be seen we'll see what happens there um but you know those eight games that are postponed are going to be moved to later in the season which means an already condensed schedule will be condensed a little bit more and I look to Jack Campbell specifically when I see stuff like that. You could also look at Wayne Simmons and you know you know other guys, Jason Spezza, also a little bit uh, long in the tooth. You know those vets who are going to have to you know play a lot of those games all together. I look at at those players and I think ah now you're going to have to start. You know, it'd be a little tougher for them. Jake Muzzin is another guy you can toss in there. It's just going to be tough, you know. And 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 for Jack Campbell, I think for the goaltenders, um, I I I would anticipate we would see now closer to a uh, a tandem like we we're expecting earlier in the season. But the other thing is now that you're putting in those games, and this is going to be an issue for all the teams, not just the Maple Leafs. But you add eight more games to the season uh, going forward and, and later into the schedule, you know, it just increases risk for injury, right? Less rest and recovery, more travel. It looks like they're going to have to make another Western road trip again. Um, you know, that that was stuff that, you know, that that's what leads sometimes to a, an uptick in injuries and tweaks and whatnot. So Hopefully, uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna hope for good health in 2022, but that is kind of the the negative side 
to uh, to not being burdened, I guess, by having to play games shorthanded. But now they're going to have to play more games in less time, which hopefully doesn't lead to injury um, or exhaustion or fatigue, but very well uh, it could. So, uh, you know, again, just hoping for good health and the best for the Leafs in 2022. Uh, all right, we'll take a quick break when we get back. The Leafs are in a bit of a cap crunch. Uh, are they going to get into a cap crunch? I'll chat a little bit about that, and then we'll get to our year-in-review discussion, and we'll do all that when I return here on the Locked on Leafs podcast. Bet Online has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues to march through the college bowl season and the pro football playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today or receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKED ON to receive your bonus. From basketball to football, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all. All the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, so don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available. Bet online, it's where the game starts. All right, welcome back to Locked On Lease. Mike DiStefano, the host of the show. Just a reminder, you can uh, find and download Locked On Lease wherever you get your podcasts and uh, download the podcast directly to your phone. Make sure you subscribe and make it a daily listen uh, and make it your first listen of the day. All right, so taking a look at the cap situation here. Now, the Leafs have had injuries pretty much the entire season, which is why they haven't quite got to that cap problem that we were anticipating was going to come at some point but then you know Mikheyev gets hurt and that money goes gets off the books and then all of a sudden you see you know a, a couple more injuries Mrazek ends up on IR and then by the time that they come back we had to place uh the Maple Leafs place Mitch Marner on IR so they haven't had all of these these big time contracts these these higher level contracts of like a million more or more all on the books at once without having some of them on LTIR or IR not going against the cap. Well, fortunately for the Maple Leafs, they're finally fully healthy. Um, and this will happen once they elevate both Sandine and Marner up uh, off the IR, which we're anticipating is going to happen here by tomorrow's game against, uh, against the Ottawa Senators. But... Still remains to be seen, but we're anticipating that would happen. And when that does, uh, and everyone kind of is healthy, this team could be in a bit of a cap situation. Like currently, right now, they have, let's just take a look, um, a projected cap hit of $83 million. $83 million. Or today's cap hit is $82.283, we could even say. Uh, clearly that is over the $81.5 million cap hit, but a big reason why this is, you know, not an, a problem yet is because there's still injuries. Guys are still on IR. And, uh, so you, you know, they're using some LTIR space. They've used 1.5 million in LTIR space, uh, to this point. So the, the current cap space that they say right now is about $10 million. Well, the problem with that is that William Nylander costs about 10.9. So to elevate him, the team's going to have to get creative. And and here's where you know the new COVID protocols that have been put in place in the league or the new protocols that have been put in place into in the league can help Toronto. So 
this is based on the whole roster, which currently has, what, 22 guys on the roster, I believe. So, uh, yeah. So starting tomorrow, though, um, if they wanted to, they could place guys who are not on the active day roster on the taxi squad. Because remember, the taxi squad has now returned, and, and guys who are making less than a million and who are waiver-exempt can be placed on the taxi squad. So, you know, you could place a guy like Timothy Lilligren on the on the squad if, you know, he's not ready to go anyways, but a guy like that could go and get placed onto the taxi squad. You know, players, you know, as of now, we see that Nick Ritchie is available and he can play, but let's say, I don't know, maybe somebody, oh, well, Wayne Simmons can't uh, can't go down quite yet, but they're going to have to get creative. You know, that that's that's the the main the main crux of the argument here. And I wonder what that means for Nick Ritchie. He's making two and a half million bucks skating today as a thirteenth forward. You know, and, and now that we're kind of through the holidays, the trade freeze is over, um, and now that the nitty gritty of figuring out, you know, what exactly they're gonna do to try and combat COVID has been pretty like most of the legwork has been worked out. I wonder if now Kyle Dubas is looking around and saying, okay, now we got this cap problem that's going to arise pretty shortly. Um, we got to try and figure things out. And I think Nick Ritchie is a name who I kind of circle and look at as potentially someone who could get moved. Uh, it's just something that, you know, early in the season, we're about 30 games in, it just didn't work. It hasn't worked. Not everything is going to work. You know, for the most part, a lot of these offseason additions have been home runs. David Camp, Andre Kasha. Um, you know, obviously Michael Bunting, another one, Nick Ritchie hasn't quite worked out and, and, and that would be the easiest fix to their cap problem would be to, uh, to, to, to find a home to park that, that contract that's not only on the books for this year, but also for next year. So, uh, just, uh, just something to kind of keep an eye on the fact that the Maple Leafs are going to have to get creative. There is a cap situation that is kind of going on right now um and you know if it comes to a point where they can't quite get themselves to a you know a full cap and or they kick themselves under the cap and um they're unable to finagle their way through the the taxi squad to try and get a, a you know a full roster um potentially nick ritchie could be a guy who they could look to try and move and get that contract off the books i think that'd be a smart move anyways regardless of being in cap issues but uh it's just something that i've kind of been looking at and 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 i see as a a possibility all right what i'm actually going to do is i'm going to split this up into two different podcasts because i did one and it was like a 54 minute podcast so um i appreciate you listening to this episode uh this was great just to get that information out there talk a little bit about hockey for once you know well there was still a lot of COVID discussion, but, you know, it, it, almost positive talk, I suppose, not completely doom and gloom. Um, so what I'm actually going to do is is I'm going to put out two episodes today. This is the first one. Appreciate you listening. Um, I'm going to put out a second podcast that, well, realistically should already be there. You could download it. Um, and that's going to be the Maple Leafs year in review where I talked about, um, you know, the 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 what the team did in the year 2021, where it stacked up against the rest of the teams in the NHL, and then also talked about, um, you know, the player stats and, and, you know, what they're able to do in the calendar year of 2021 and how special it was and uh, gave a couple of 
New Year's resolutions as well for the Maple Leafs. So, um, but that's going to do it for this podcast. Um, I'd like to thank you for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Lockdown Leafs podcast on all podcasts and platforms and receive daily Leafs content by myself on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow the show at Lockdown Leafs. I'm back with another episode uh, on Monday. Just a reminder, there is a second episode that came out today that if you haven't listened to already, make sure you give it a listen. Would really appreciate that. But uh, if you've already listened to both, I'll catch you back on Monday. We'll finally get to talk some hockey talk about the Maple Leafs game against the Senators. Uh, Going to be a good grand old time, um, but have a happy and healthy uh, new year, and we'll chat with you in 2022. Until then, keep it locked right here on Locked on Leafs.